the diamond I realized the diamond. Diamond. This is one time The Empathy Museum presents A Mile in My Shoes. Days of Shoes are comfortable platform trainers. They have a solid rubber sole. On the brown soft suede, the Nike logo is visible, even if it is tone on tone, so not showy at all. Most probably, the person who wears these moves them without unlacing them. Personal side of things and uh, appreciates going out for a long walk in nature. The shoes belong to Anita. Story. My name is Anita, and this story has been inside me for 28 years. In the late 80s, early 90s, Soviet Union went through a lot of change. And in 91, Latvia proclaimed independence. All aspects of life were affected. People lost jobs and income, lost the system they lived their whole existence in. But I didn't understand this. I was just a kid. I grew up in the old fishing village on the Baltic Sea with two brothers, a mom and dad. The village had around 200 permanent residents, so everyone knew one another. Its picturesque site with white sandy dune beach attracted a lot of artists and creative people, especially in the summertime. Our house is a short distance away from the beach. There is a small path in between two neighbors' houses. You walk further and the dunes are starting. We used to sunbathe there in the windy days. It was a really great place to keep warm. And then there is already a beach on both sides, on the shoreline, uh, willow shrubs. I was always amazed how resilient they must be to grow and flourish in the white sand. Standing in the front yard on a windy day, I could hear the waves crushing the shoreline. We used to say that sea was angry. My dad's family worked for many generations on the sea. He also used to catch a fish. Mom and dad, they were always uh, trying to improve the way of living. We grew our own vegetables and kept pigs and chicken. Every year, late in the summer, mom would make pickles, compots and jams. The kitchen was filled with the sweet smell of the berry jam coming from a big pot on the stove. We were allowed to eat it straight away. I still allow myself the indulgence of eating jam from the jar. They opened school in the village for local kids. I loved it. It meant more friends, more games, more fun. 
the whole village became a playground. With my older brothers Andres and neighbors, we would build pretend cities in the middle of the village road. My brother Roland was too little. He didn't take part in all of the antics we were up to. Those days we had a proper winters. I loved skiing, ice skating, building snowmen and snow houses to play in. Summers we spent mainly on the beach, sunbathing and building sandcastles. I never learned how to swim. I was afraid of the water. Nevertheless, I loved being next to it. It was an ordinary day in late February. The snow was melting, ice was thick and heavy, the air was fresh and crisp, and sun was shining. I just finished my classes and was leaving the, the school when my mom walked towards to me. That was quite unusual because um, she never used to pick me up from the school because it wasn't necessary and I was eight at the time. Have you seen your little brother? She asked. I didn't know that he had been missing for a half a day already. Back home, we walked on the beach and we were looking for my little brother, Roland. The neighbors were checking their front and backyards. Everyone was looking for him. He was just a little two-year-old boy. Later that afternoon, before it got dark, local fishermen went out to sea to look for him. That day, they found the hat that he had been wearing in the water. The next day, there were more searches going on in the village in the hope of finding him. I don't think I understood what was going on. Rollins had disappeared from the front yard, probably by slipping under the gate, just like our pet dog would do. After my brother disappeared, my mom was nearly always at home. The house was spotless, quiet and melancholy place. Mom was seeing different clairvoyants and other people with uh, special powers, and they all said he was still alive. The search for little brother became a part of our lives. Early on, we went down to the beach with a car. Dad would put timber under the wheels in order not to get stuck. Mom and Dad at the front, me and my older brother at the back. On the right, pine tree forest on the left, the sea. I, I don't remember if we used to talk on those search trips. Six weeks later, his tiny body was found on a beach 20 miles from our village. I carried so much guilt for so many years. If only I hadn't taken him for a walk to the beach, then he wouldn't have known the way. He would never have drowned. 
If only I hadn't taken him for a walk to the beach, then he wouldn't have known the way. If only I hadn't taken him for a walk to the beach, he would never have drowned. so many years blaming myself, it's only in the past few months, having finally spoken to my dad about that time, that I have accepted that it wasn't my fault. And it's slowly getting easier. I wish my younger self knew that it was never my fault. It was no one's fault. It was a tragic accident. I loved Roland. He had dark brown hair, the same as me, dark brown eyes. And he has this little bit of naughtiness in him, this naughty character. I have always kept this black and white photo on me, of us uh, together in a Christmas party. I can see myself smiling, proud big sister. He doesn't look impressed at all, posing in the front of camera. Each of us got a shiny bag of gingerbread cookies, sweets, and a couple mandarins inside. And year after year, they were nearly the same. Don't have a lot of uh, memories left of my little brother, but I know he was a curious, fearless, very special little boy. When I go down to the beach, I love to gaze at the skyline. When the sea is quiet and I gaze at the horizon, it's hard to tell the difference between the sea and sky. It feels like a vertical wall in front of me. I think that my younger brother wanted to find out what's there behind the horizon. This podcast is part of the GLA ESOL Plus Arts Project, a collaboration between City Lit Adult Education College, Empathy Museum, Boldface and storyteller Ariane Hagilius. The project explores how ESOL and the arts can work together to promote English language learning in the UK capital. The music in this podcast was Contemplate the Stars and Surreal Forest by Maidan and Further Discovery by Blair Moon. It also included sounds from Garuda 1982 and Inspector J.